just ranting. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And I'm your boy, Dangerous Duke. And we are back. The Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. You damn right. And uh, before we get started, um, I feel it's important uh, this week that we do this as soon as possible, man. Um, a very extreme loss. Um, yes, indeed. And that's coming from two uh, Philadelphia natives, uh, where the land of hardcore is uh, very, very prominent. We took a big hit um, this past week with the yeah. passing of uh, Jerome Young, a.k.a. New Jack. That that crazy man himself. Um, yeah, this was definitely a hurt a hurt piece for hardcore wrestling fans. This was this was definitely one that was felt all over. Lots of fans, even people who didn't really see many New Jack matches, were still affected by this. I know a lot of talent from the past and the present was affected by this. I know uh, Zach Ryder gave a nice a nice little tribute on uh twitter uh wwe actually let paul Heyman talk about it which was a big big shock to me i didn't even mm-hmm. think they were going to address it mm-hmm. not I that they could say much yeah i mean they they said what they could and i honestly i give vince some credit for that because vince didn't need to do that because it was it wasn't like it was a it wasn't like it was his guy or anything but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he definitely did have a lot of controversial moments in wrestling we talked with a couple of our our listeners and asked them to name some of their favorite memories uh one named the wwe audition that he had and Mm -hmm. everybody told him don't go shake vince's hand don't even look at him and new jack said fuck this walked right over there shook vince's hand and then actually got kicked out of the audition went across the street to the bar and started drinking with mvp (laughs) uh that's crazy they got him crashing jim Cornette's you shoot walking in the room singing why can't we be friends why can't we be friends uh new jack's new shoot or new jack's you shoot is one of my personal favorites because that that you shoot was just funny as hell they did this uh what's in the bag segment Mm. and they start pulling out all these fake like drugs and they get to the little baggie of cocaine and New Jack just snatches it and tries to open it. And the guy's got to tell him it's a prop. It's not real. Um, you got the, you got his uh, TNA match with Sabu where he jumped off the, uh, I think the, was it like a, like a scaffold, I guess it's like a 20 foot jump. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got his usual mass transit, which was a big, big controversy at the time. And then, when he threw Vic Grimes off like 40 feet through the tables, hit him with the taser. So New Jack's definitely has some crazy, crazy man. Yeah, definitely a crazy man, but Paul Heyman said it best. What you saw with New Jack was what you got. And obviously the, the wrestling world is going to be, is going to be missing him because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I can say there's never going to be another New Jack. Yeah. There's, there should be a lot of t-shirts at whatever next wrestling event people go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that would be cool. Like, if they do some type of shirt thing for New Jack, I think mm-hmm. that would be pretty cool. 
I think that'd no, be like, really dope. Not like they can show footage on them or anything. No, no, no footage is gonna be alive, but we can definitely sell some shirts. Yeah, so rest in peace, Jerome Young, former Smoky Mountain tag champ, ECW tag champ, AC, ACP hardcore champ. Uh prayers to his family and friends and everybody that was affected by this. Um, so now we're gonna we're gonna kick it off again with the wrestler of the pod. So go right yeah. ahead, Steve. All right, back to business. Um uh, me and Duke don't often talk about um, the wrestlers of the pod. We, we do them briefly just to see uh, you got one this week. You got one this week. We'll go with chores. We'll go with chores. But um, we got into a, a little bit of a talk before the pod. And I believe we may have the most decorated wrestler of the pod thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a shock to me. I had already liked this guy. But upon looking up his accolades, I've been even more impressed and I have to keep an even closer eye on him now. <laughs> um, the wrestler of the pod this you, this week is filthy Tom Lawler. Ooh-wee. And uh, do not let the name fool you, although he, 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 he does uh, wrestle pretty filthy. It's, it's, uh, it's a good look for him, though. Uh, trust me, he's he's the wrong guy to get in the fight with. Um, and it's not because he fights dirty. It's because uh, he's basically... Uh, he's basically just a dangerous, dangerous threat. And to really put this in perspective for you, uh, I'm just going to read off all of his accomplishments because it really speaks for itself at the end of the day. So to start light, he's a uh, black belt in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's ranked uh, 111 in the PWI 500. Um, He's been prestige world champion. He's been uh, former MLW world champion. Um, He was also in the UFC. And while in the UFC, while he never won a a title, he won fight of the night, knockout of the night, submission of the night, and performance of the night. Damn, that's a Uh, lot of fight bonuses. Yeah. Um, He won the New Japan Cup in USA 2021 this year. And um, his most recent accolade, he is a New Japan strong champion. Damn. So... Yeah, that, dude, he's, that, dude, he's, that dude really has a fucking laundry list of uh laundry list of accomplishments. Yeah, he's not the guy you want to meet in the street. Yeah, not at or all. Or in the ring for that matter. Or in the octagon. <laughs> or so, or at the uh, supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Filthy Tom Lawler, wrestler of the pod. Yeah, that that is definitely a long list of accomplishments. Big ups to him for sure. Um so I want to jump into I want to jump into Ring of Honor real quick because uh, you just mentioned a wrestler of the pod, and I'm going to mention a guy who was just recently a wrestler of the pod. Uh, Tony Deppen is your new Ring of Honor TV champion, beat mm. Tracy Williams, and a lot of people are kind of saying it comes as a shock because they didn't expect Tony Deppen to win the title. 
Um, the match itself was fairly good. Him and Tracy Williams did a good job with it. Um, I I like seeing this. I like seeing people that we acknowledge as, you know, wrestlers of the pod end up winning titles. Like, it mm-hmm. happened with Myron Reed. Uh, we did it with Leo Rush. Um, Jordan Grace. Yeah, Jordan Grace. Um, there's one other one that I'm missing. And then Tony Deppin. So mm-hmm. it, it seems like we have a good, uh, a good, good way of how to look for these wrestlers of the pod because they turn out becoming champions. Yeah, man. And uh, I just had a good interaction on Twitter um, with uh, two wrestlers of the pod, uh, Tony Deppin and Masha Slamovich. Um, mm-hmm. Masha was on Twitter asking uh, where all the guys in the States are. Cause it's been a, like a year since she had her last intergender uh, wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I was looking for suggestions, and I was like, uh, "I'd love to see you mix it up with Tony Deppin, new <laughs> ROH television champ." And they both they both got a kick out of that. So Tony Deppin versus Masha Slamovich, uh, that would be great. I think it'd be a fight. <laughs> I, I, I think I think Tony goes down on that one. You think Tony goes down? I think I'm Tony takes it. the L on that one. <laughs> I'm with it. No, that that would be pretty cool to see though. Um, I'm trying to think. Can Masha? Actually, well, yeah, they're both indie companies, so they can make that work. They can make it work. That can happen. Yeah, it definitely could happen. Never say never. We we've done spoke stuff into existence before on here. Mm-hmm. And shoot, now that she's in the states, uh, even though MLW doesn't have a women's division, but um, uh, Azteca Underground and uh, MLW are holding a draft so you never know man you never know never know it could happen uh speaking of mlw uh recently there's been news that uh mlw is having a show in philadelphia on july 10th Mm. and and now dario cueto is confirming that he's going to be making the trip to philadelphia on july Mm -hmm. 10th so and remember, I, remember, man, I, I call I called this the new the new it well, I, I don't know if it's gonna happen yet. But if the new Aztec uh Azteca Underground Arena uh comes to Philly, the temple might be the old ECW two twenty three hundred arena. I could definitely see that happening. I think that would be, I think that would be a great thing because the city of Philly is a hardcore city Mm -hmm. and they love their hardcore wrestling and they love the high flying antics of wrestling more than anything. Yeah. And Azteca Underground pretty seems like a pretty good company to have in Philly. Yeah. And remember they've, they've had some hardcore matches themselves. I still remember, um, at their uh, WrestleMania event, I forget what they call their WrestleMania pay per view, but um, I remember watching it on Netflix when they had all the the first two seasons on Netflix, and I remember um, them bringing Vampiro out of retirement to fight yeah. uh, Pentagon and like a hardcore lucha death match, and they absolutely killed it. Yeah, that that match was fucking phenomenal. I mean, they they've been known to do good matches, like even um, what's this guy? Um, Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma. Yep, they killed it every time they stepped in the ring. 
not doing it so much now, but you know, hey, <laughs> we take what we can. We take what we can get. We at least we we can at least say we've seen them put on good matches with each other before. Oh, it just God. we're probably not going to see it ever again. Oh, how the lucha have fallen! It's terrible. Yeah, so I mean that that'll be a cool thing to see though. I want to. I actually would like to see them uh, take the arena and make it their own, mm-hmm. and make it make it their own uh their own temple. Oh, you know what? And shoot, and um, other news connecting to that. Um, we're having amazing segues right now. Um, just working out so of, well. Yeah, speaking of uh, Azteca Underground, MLW, um, and just in more indie news, this month, it, I hate it because I won't be there. But, um, and things keep coming to Philly that we're like too late to capitalize on. Yeah, for real. But um, another wrestler of the pod, again, we 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 just know how to pick them. Um, Triple WA High Impact Champion Ricky Reyes, who was on the original Lucha Underground, is going to be in Philly this month as well. Uh, this I think uh, is it this uh, it might be this weekend I believe. So, you know, with everything coming up, Ricky Reyes might be drafted to MLW. Oh, man. You know what I mean? He might reappear. He might he might go back to Azteca Underground. Um, I, I, really, I really hate that I won't be able to see him this weekend because I saw him when he won the uh, Triple WA High Impact Championship. And I got to talk with him and take a picture of him and... Uh, it would have been it would have been nice to see him again this month and get an interview for the pod, but it is what it hey, is. Hey, eventually, you never know. eventually, you know, they'll start inviting us to these things and we don't have to worry about it. Hey, if we if we keep speaking it into existence, it just might happen. I feel we've it. been do, we've been doing it with everything else. But so next we're gonna jump into we'll jump to impact real quick. There's not Impact was a fairly boring show this week. There wasn't anything too exciting. I think the only, I, I guess you can say it's, I can't even say it's big news. It's just news, but Rich Swan returned. And mm-hmm. I guess they're going to push him to be W. Morrissey's first few because uh, W. Morrissey was beating the hell out of Willie Mack. And I think he went to do like the uh, concerto or something. And uh, Rich Swan came out and saved Willie Mack, and I guess that's going to set up his feud with W. Morrissey now. Not like they haven't done it before, because you know, being in WWE, I'm pretty sure they've wrestled with one another or had a match with each other. I'm sure he's called them at one point. But what I found funny was he did the Enzo shuffle in the ring after he knocked him out of the ring. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Rich, Rich Swan did the en- he did the Enzo Amore <laughs> shuffle. That's that's planting a seed. That's called foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rich the, Swan I, is not coming out of this the winner. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I, I just I don't want to see Enzo on TV. <laughs> Why? But, but if en- the crews are great, good lord, the man with the mic say before a hater. No, no, we don't, we don't, we don't need. The, he could take that Mike Saber, shine it up real nice, and stick it straight where the sun don't shine. You, 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 you know, if this man had a dime, 
for every time he got knocked down and didn't get back up? You know how many dimes he would have? Zero dimes. I could I, I could care less about how many dimes he has. He <laughs> right right now right now he can't take two dimes rubbing together and make a good thing come out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, certified G. No 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 thank you no. Bonafide no. thug. No. You can't teach that man. I, I don't I don't want to learn it. <laughs> like, like no I I just I don't want to don't don't make it a thing. If he goes to impact, that will be the most Im- that will be the most impact thing. That that would be very typical impact to bring in someone like Enzo Amore. But I will say this: if he goes to impact, best place he can be. Is the best he place he can be? That is the best place he can be. He's, I agree. He's not, he's not going to do anything in AEW. Ring of Honor. Don't, I'm pretty sure Ring of Honor wouldn't even you know entertain the idea. WWE wouldn't piss on his fire to put it out. And- uh, listen, I, I I honestly feel like um I feel like he could he could feud with some of the best of them on the indies that match his character. Um I feel like Impact would be great. I feel like he could go to MLW day one and feud with Jordan Oliver. I feel like him and Leo Rush could, could have a classic. I feel like uh, him and Myron Reed could be main event for the for the middleweight championship. Okay, you know what? Maybe MLW would be the better place for him. Not, not. I'll let you. I'll let you take that one. You, you, you've swayed my argument. You, you have swayed me, sir. So now, now I can say <laughs> MLW is probably as much as I like MLW, and I don't want him to go. That would probably be the best bet for him. Yeah. Impact's impact second, MLW first. It would just it would just suck if uh he aligned with Myron Reed and, and Jordan Oliver. Then then it would kind of ruin your whole world. Oh yeah. I, I, I that he would join injustice. That 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 would be an injustice right there if he joined injustice. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got an even better idea. Don't you dare. AEW could introduce trios titles. No. And Enzo Mori could come out with the acclaimed. No. <laughs> they could win the dreams. Please, please no. Please, please no. <laughs> Two dudes that, that suck at rapping with a white guy that sucks at rapping. You might as well put them with the best friends. <laughs> Just, let's not ruin the best. The best friends have a good thing going. You might as well put you and, well and put you know it. what? Honestly, I, I love Enzo and he could probably make the acclaimed so much better. No, don't don't want to. Don't I want would to. watch the acclaimed if if he joined the acclaimed. I don't watch the acclaimed. They suck to me. I just I care not for it. But Stevie, if Enzo you, was there. Good sir, you've swayed me once. You're not swaying me the second time. <laughs> you had a good thing going, and then you dove off the deep end over here. All right, all right, I'll stop. No, nah, but uh, moving on, we're going to jump into AEW real quick. Fairly decent show this week, I'm not going to lie. Um, they had some good stuff going. The, the one thing, the one thing I got to say, though, why does it always feel like they're trying to take shit from the 90s and recreate it? What do you mean? Because 
the the pinnacle was in the ring. Mm. They got they got their watches. Yeah. And then they came out with a damn champagne truck and shot the like it was kind of I guess it was supposed to be like the uh the beer bash with Stone Cold or Milk Mania with Kurt Angle. Yeah, I would guess that's what they were going for. And, and, it, and it, I feel like they're always trying to recreate something that doesn't need to be recreated and they make it worse. It didn't look good. You didn't like it. I, I mean, it's just, it looked stupid. It looked, it didn't look right. Mm. I feel like they did it wrong. And then the cameraman messed up because they were trying to hide Chris Jericho. And you can <laughs> see, you can clearly see Chris Jericho underneath Sammy Guevara's legs. And Chris Jericho is dead ass staring in the camera. Oh God. Like he's literally just staring at the camera as the camera's looking at him. And then the camera goes away, then it comes back, and then it's still right on Jericho again. So if they were trying to like if they were trying to like, you know, make us feel like Jericho wasn't there, they did a terrible job. They need new cameramen or something. Yeah, they 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 probably gotta figure that out. Um but you know what? Um I guess when you're talking about factions versus factions and you go through these routine kind of um, gimmick sketches mm-hmm. or gimmick promos, you know, the the bad guys doing a ceremony kind of thing. It, historically, it's really only ended in um, people getting covered in shit literally sometimes mm-hmm. um or fighting right pretty much so there was only so many ways so what i think they tried to do was just put a spin on something that worked before yeah and just spray them with something they hadn't used before so i guess champagne was like the go-to thing. And it seems like that might've been Chris's idea because, you know, he lived in that era where you would and it cover looked, people it looked, and stuff. It looked like fucking water was shooting out of the, out of the hose too. It didn't even I look like champagne. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with it being water. It probably was. It was probably cheaper to go with water. <laughs> let's <laughs> Who's going to tell the, the difference, you know? Let, let's just use the water hose from out back. Fill up the gun real quick and then and then just shoot them with that. Mm. Save us a couple thousand dollars in champagne. Right. Tony Khan wasn't really trying to spend that money for champagne. No. It's, Tony Khan pulled a little dicky. He went and saved that money. Right. <laughs> no, but they, they got that going now and uh, their next match is... Uh, I I believe it's at their next pay per view, and if the inner circle loses, they got to break up for good. Was that the stipulation? Yeah, that's the stipulation. Hmm. But right now, the inner should they break up for good? Uh, before we even, I wouldn't say so. I I would still keep them together. But right now, the inner circle's got a little bit of an issue because they're one man short. That one man being? Um, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, Santana? 
I think. Oh, Santana's injured? It's either Santana or the guy that's with Santana, but I Ortiz? can't remember his name. Ortiz, yeah, I think that's who it is. It's either Santana or Ortiz. It's one of the two. But um, Jericho had his arm in the sling. Mm. I guess that's just the work. I don't know if his arm's really hurt or not, but one of those... Well, injured from blood and guts, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But one, one of those other two are definitely uh, injured. So right now they're one man short. So I guess they're going to have to try to figure out a way to get a new person in the inner circle for the time being, but I don't know. I'd break them up. Really? And I'll tell you why. So we've been dealing with the inner circle since what, the start of AEW? Yes. Yes. And I think, uh, you know what? I disagree with um, social media saying um, there's too many, um, there's too many groups. But then again, this is a case where I would have to, this is a case where I would have to agree with them. Um, I think we should have a cap number. I mean, it can only be this, unless you're going to have trios titles, there's only so many clicks that can exist in a show. I mean, yeah, I would say, I would say the same thing, but that I, like you just said, I think that's what they need is the trio trios, uh, tag titles because new Japan's been having all these groups forever. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of like run off groups, which is fine. Yeah. But there's only so many of them. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have yeah, and, and the inner you, circle, you have the pinnacle, you have um, the, the triangle friends. of death, you have the best friends, you have Jurassic Express, um, you got the elite. Uh, it, that's like, that's what, five, six? They did just break up um, SCU, though. Yeah, they did break up SCU. See, that's so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna add one, let's subtract one, unless you're gonna have trios titles. If we're gonna have trios titles, then all of this group makes sense. And I mean, in a realistic world, oh shit, plus you got Taz's group, Team Taz, you got the yeah. Nightmare family, you got the factory, like that's a whole lot of groups. Yeah. So I, I think the trios titles are definitely something that they need, but I and, mean it's yeah, a cap number would be needed, but I think I think if they get trios titles, it could work. Yeah, that's my only real solution to it. I feel like, um, I feel like in a in a in a perfect world, um, there's maybe like five, and I get in a realistic place that um, in a realistic world, everyone has their group. But it, it's it's gonna start feeling like gang wars. Yeah, yeah, I, I can say that. Which I get is how New Japan works some of the times, because you you know you got chaos, you got whatever uh, group. Um, well, Osprey named his group after he left. Uh, yeah, crew, but uh, what's the name? I was gonna group? I was gonna say. Um, also, their groups are not. Uh, are not that great. Like AEW, their groups aren't really great. Like you have maybe one great one, two good ones, and the rest are kind of corny. Yeah. At least at least they've gotten corny. Yeah. 
And I totally agree. Like, um, the only groups that were really relevant and for a while, while, for a while, the inner circle wasn't even that relevant after Jericho had lost the belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they, were kind of of like faded. Yeah, they were kind of in obscurity until uh, MJF tried to join. Mm -hmm. And then the Dark Order was good until, unfortunately, uh, yeah, the passing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're still waiting for a new leader. So yeah. they're in limbo. Uh, Jurassic yeah, Express was good at first, but they haven't really been able to capitalize on any opportunity. So they're kind of in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, the Best Friends was stuck in limbo as soon as Orange Cassidy blew up. And um, as soon as, um, it was it Trevor Lee uh, hurt his knee? Mm-hmm. Um so it, it, it's been a lot of groups just struggling to find their way. And then when you got the factory coming out, that bullshit group. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was that whole thing going. It, it just seems like there either needs to be a cap or they need titles to validate the reason for all these groups. Yeah, I, I think the titles are probably the safest bet for them. Or, I mean, they can always cut down on the factions and then just figure out what the hell to do with everybody else. And I think that's part of the problem, too. Maybe it's because they haven't figured out what to do with everybody that they're just throwing them all in groups. Yeah, because that, if you're in a group, you're kind of not irrelevant because there can be at least one relevant person from each group. Mm-hmm. And they but, can kind of be like the spearhead. Exactly. Yeah. Um... Also, they had the uh, the number one contenders match for Kenny Omega's world title, which ended in a DQ. So mm-hmm. now Kenny Omega will be defending his title in a triple threat match between uh, the Bastard Pac and Orange Cassidy. And I don't know... I really don't know the purpose of putting both of them in, but... I mean, I feel like it'll still be a good match. I think I think they can make something work with it. Um, I'm going to call it right now, though. I see Orange Cassidy taking the job. Like, I see him jobbing out. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't, I don't think they're going to make Pac take the pinfall at all. This this is uh, written so they have something to do. Yeah, the, the way because... I can see it, I was going to say, uh, the way I can see it breaking down is... Um, Pac goes to do that uh, splash that he does off the top rope. And what did they call it? The red arrow? Yeah, the red arrow. He do, he goes to do the red arrow. He lands it. And then Omega just throws him out the ring, takes the pin on Orange Cassidy, and keeps the belt. I can see it that way. And this is, this is really written so they have something to do because Pac needs to stay at a high level. Mm-hmm. And Orange Cassidy is coming off of um, a terrible storyline with uh, mm. the whole Miro thing. And prior to that, um, beating Chris Jericho. So after you beat Chris Jericho, there's kind of like no higher level than a title shot. Yeah, very true. But I think like, I think everyone at home Everyone that watches the show knows that we can't put a we can't put the world title on Orange Cassidy. 
No, not at all. So, so the best we can do is give him a title match. Yeah, he can. He can have the match. He just can't be the world champ. Yeah, but he can't win. Like, what? There would be nowhere to go. You know what I mean? You can't write Orange Cassidy as a world champion. You can no. write him as a mid card champion, but you certainly oh, can't yeah, write definitely. him as a world champion. Like he's yeah. You, you can you can write him as the TNT champ, but not as you know yeah. the world champ. Not at the level that they're at now. So you have to have him in the match and then have a reason for him to lose that doesn't show how ridiculous this character is. Yeah. So if you put him in a match where it's three people, it's kind of like, oh, well, it wasn't definitive. You know what I mean? But you can still, and, and he can still show what he's got, but he, he can he can take the fall without anybody being upset about it. Yeah, pretty much. Because if you just put him in there with Kenny Omega and Kenny destroys him, what what really is the point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you put him in there with Pac and Kenny, then it's like, oh, well, you kind of got the odds stacked against you. So yeah. it doesn't really matter if you lose. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, it's, it's just good writing, actually. I commend them for that, because what do you do with Orange Cassidy after that? You can't give him a one-on-one. No, ridiculous. Yeah, you you really can't. So I mean, they're they're making the best of it. It's just it it felt kind of weird to me. That that's all. But it's not like it's going to be terrible. I mean, I let let me not get ahead of myself. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it's not the worst thing they could have done. It really isn't. So then it's just a matter of seeing if they can make something come out of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, like we just talked about making Orange Cassidy a mid card champion. And that segs that's that'll segue us right into the main event, which was Miro versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. And they had a damn good main event match. Like if, if I do say so myself, their main event match was really good. Uh probably one of the better main events that they've had in the last in the last few shows, actually. But uh it ended in a shocker with Miro finally being relevant. And winning the TNT World Title. Oh, I was shocked. I was hella shocked. Like I know how I know how much you love Darby. I was watching the match and I'm like, oh, Stevie's gonna be pissed. And you know what's crazy is um, earlier that day I was saying to myself, oh, the, the you know they're fighting for the title, or whatever. But it's 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 because Miro's frustrated with where he's at, and um, you know, it's something to validate him, but it's Darby's time. <laughs> you know, Not and then anymore. I check it after, yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit, what? Anymore. what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, like, I mean, oh, I, they they finally, they're finally making him relevant, I guess, on AEW, because so far, he hasn't really been doing much. Mm-hmm. So, but I you mean, know what's crazy? Um, I commend AEW for that, because they have a habit of keeping their superstars relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really is a testament to uh, their writing team and them working off of wins and losses. Yeah. Because you can have terrible storylines with people who are built for terrible storylines but when it's time to validate somebody, 
No, the, but that's I'm serious. Like people um, that are built for terrible storylines. Like certain people are built for terrible storylines. Like um, the dude uh, that's with Penelope Ford. They're they're built for terrible storylines. They're not built for success. Like Penelope Ford, S- maybe. But like fake but, essay Rios. Yeah, like fake essay Rios. He's not. He's built for a bad storyline. Like a dude named Anthony Agogo. He's built for a terrible storyline. <laughs> Anthony the, Agogo. The acclaimed. Come on. That's terrible. You're built for terrible storylines. But um, a, a guy like Mero can be one of those people that he can be associated with like a comedy storyline because he's funny. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to make him a threat when time, again. When it's time to crush, they will crush. They will crush. And that's a testament to them not wanting everyone to fall to the wayside. Like, there are certain people where um, if you feel like you're not validated and you need Mm -hmm. some kind of validation, there's a spot to do that. And we'll give you that validation because if you're feeling irrelevant, the people watching are going to feel like you're irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? It's so hard to write yourself back from being irrelevant. Yeah. And But for somebody like Miro that's built like he is, mm-hmm. um, if he's frustrated with where he's at and he feels like some gold would validate him, and you know it's not really going to hurt Darby Allen's character, you can give Miro that kind of victory so that everyone that should be at that level can stay at that level. Yeah. Which is good for TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But uh, who do you think he goes in and feuds with next? Oh, Darby. No, like, I mean, after Darby. I don't think he gets past Darby. <laughs> Damn, so you think you think Darby's just going to get it back right away? Not to- not to contradict everything I just said. <laughs> Damn, man. But if I was booking this, he's got like two months. If I was booking this, I'm sorry. That not to not to, you know. Damn, you but, just but, on the, but you just shitting on the Miro parade over here. But here's my booking concept, okay? Um this is me as a booker. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not that I've done this for years, I've only ever done it in video games. But <laughs> so, so if you're listening, Miro, take nothing I say seriously. But um, if I was booking this, and we we amongst ourselves, and I guess the listeners would put us as pretty good bookers, um, mm-hmm. Miro is winning this title for the validation of Miro. But I think the face of the TNT championship is still Darby Allen. So there's, this is one of those times where it's like um, Triple H being world heavyweight champion. He doesn't always have to be world heavyweight champion. It's just a validator. But he's world heavyweight champion. Like he can lose to whatever guy he's feuding with, but it's Triple H. Like when, when you think he's of Triple the world H, heavyweight you, champion, you naturally think of world champion. 
Right. So it doesn't matter who beats him at the time or who he's feuding with. You're he's still, he's, 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 still the the, he's still the face that you put to the title. Exactly. And I feel I like could, that's I, the I situation. That, like Miro I, needs I, that. I could say that. Miro needs that title for validation right now, but it still feels like Darby's time. So Miro can hold it for the next couple months and they can go to war. But at mm-hmm. the end of this war, Darby Allen wins the belt. I could see that. I, I mean, as it stands right now, Darby is the face I put to the title when I think of the TNT title. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could I could see that. But damn, way to just shit on the Miro parade right away. It's, listen, a couple months of validation can go a long way. That'll hold you over for like three more months after that. You know what I, I mean? Know, so you got man, a good five-month stretch where you're as relevant as you want to feel like. Miro, if you're listening, I'm sorry, Stevie Jobber, just shit all over your parade. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, but... now, now, if it was like, if it was somebody I feel like the title should be on, then Damn, it'd be different. So it, it shouldn't even be on him? You you just got a conspiracy against Miro today. What is I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It just feels like they haven't written him into a place where somebody that watches him every week can feel like in their heart he deserves to be TNT champion. I'm not gonna lie, his writing hasn't been the greatest, but he's he's been making he's been making do with what he's been given. So exactly, and I and I'll give you this as an example. If Darby Allen was to lose to Jungle Boy, would you be upset about it? Yes. That would, that's you. I wouldn't be upset about it. I think Jungle well, Boy is a very no. like un, underestimated, like a or underutilized talent. I feel like Darby Allen has TNT. I'm not Darby Allen. Jungle Boy has a TNT champion written all over. If Scorpio sure. Sky, if Scorpio Sky won the TNT championship, then yeah, it's cool. would you Scorpio be upset Sky. About it? No, no, Scorpio Sky can win the TNT title. Scorpio Sky looks like kind of deserves it. Like you feel like he mm-hmm. should be in that role. Hell, I, if, I would um, probably, I would probably put Scorpio as a world champion. So, all right, so, so, but not uh, not for not for a long me, period of time. Let me let me throw another name then. Let me let me. Cause so we agree on Scorpio Sky. Um, if if uh, who do I want to say? If uh, if Eddie Kingston, if Eddie Kingston, I was trying not to say it, but yeah, that's my go-to. Uh, if Eddie Kingston won a TNT championship, you wouldn't feel like that's a that's a slight. You know what I mean? You feel like, yeah. right, he deserves that. Mm-hmm. If it was somebody like, let me think of a credible name that's not a go-to. Um, if uh, if uh, I'm trying to think it- of somebody from. Kazarian? If Kazarian won it, if, if, uh, I don't want to say Dustin, if. Pillman Jr.? If Pillman Jr., there you go. If Pillman Jr. won it, you'd feel like, ah, he's been around for a while. He's Pillman Jr. He's had a lot of good matches. Like, if you felt like they wrote somebody well enough to be in that spot, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But because Miro really is just, I, and again, I'm not trying to go in on Miro, but it feels like they genuinely let him win the title because he was written into a bad spot and it makes him look weak and they want to make him feel relevant again. 
So it's not really because he should be champ. It's because he needs they gotta to be give relevant. Him some relevancy back, yeah. Which to me doesn't seem like you should be the face of the TNT championship. It just seems like you should hold it for a couple months so people can care about you again. Well, yeah. I mean, naturally, I doubt he's going to be the face of the of the uh, the championship. I think, like you said, it's more to help him boost a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, That's all uh, I'm trying to say, Miro. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying here. to. I'm not trying to dig in on you. I'm just trying to say, over, like, you know, over here hurting Miro's feelings. Let, let's move on before you hurt Miro's feelings anymore. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got some WWE stuff. What do you? What do you have for us from the WWE standpoint? Um, I got some quick bullet points. The stuff I feel like we need to address are were the most important things from this week. So right on. start. I'm gonna go by the week. So I'm gonna start with Raw. Um, Jinder Mahal is returned. Some people wouldn't feel like that's a big thing to talk about, but I do. Um, because he's not with uh, the Singh brothers anymore. They got with the uh, NXT Indie, uh, India, or, you know, the, yeah, the NXT India people. They got their uh, tag team. What's, what's the guy's names? Uh, I call them Veal Shanks. <laughs> okay. Because their names are Veer and Shanky. Right, okay. Veer and Shanky have come back with uh, Ginger. And they're basically uh, like what the Wild Simones look like, but they're Indian. <laughs> I'd rather see the Singh brothers. You'd rather see the Singh brothers? Are you serious? I no, feel I'm like not. Ginger... No, okay, no, I'm not. not I'm not. No. But I feel like again, gender, I, if gender's going to come back, gender should have goons with them. So I, I like them. I like them. But my thing is, we said that, you know, they need to fix their 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 talent. They, they, they got to do something. And they took a step. I think they took a step backwards with this one. By getting newer tag teams? No, by getting gender on. When we said we wanted newer talent on TV, we wanted some different type of talent. Gender is not what we had in mind. Is gender what you had in mind? Well, no one has gender in mind, but you got to think of it like um, one is a representation thing. And two, as a mid-card filler. When you think of, like, listen, give gender his credit. Gender isn't the best, um, the best in-ring talent. We're talking about but his character is a great uh, mid-card gimmick, especially with the two guys he's got now. You can Everybody, everybody's getting bodyguards. You, well, yeah. <laughs> but you could be, you could be a mid-card champion and have them as tag team champions, and no one really be too upset about it because it just don't have... Well, you, but, you know, you're like a real wrestling fan. I'm talking about, like, you know, the people that casually watch can not be too upset. Like, gender's gender, from suffering through the six months with him as world champion. God, I can't believe it was six months. And it was was suffering. It was suffering. Mm -hmm. But but he he has matches good enough for a mid-card title. 
the problem with gender was he didn't have the mic skills and he didn't have the in-ring talent to be a main eventer. He just had the body for it. Seriously, because his matches were lackluster up until the AJ match, which is not really a compliment because everyone has their best match with AJ Styles. So, you know what I mean? But I'll, I'll go through those lackluster matches for a mid-card title because a lot of the guys fighting for the mid-card titles know how to let you have a match as good as the one you had with AJ. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't like seeing him as a champion. That's personally just me, but I mean, maybe he can do something good in the mid-card division. Who's who's champ right now? Who's mid-card champ right now? Uh, that would be Sheamus. Yeah, that would be him that and Sheamus can have some some big man beat em ups. I'm not so against it. It'll be I the mean, piss break match, but <laughs> I'm not against it. I was gonna say a heel versus heel for the mid card title. Yeah, that's the piss break match. Yeah. So I'm not. I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I, I wouldn't watch it, but I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can we can we can give it a shot. But if it sucks, I'm blaming you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, uh, the Humberto uh, Carrillo thing with Sheamus. I, I th- this is the this is the piss break feud for me. Yeah, I I I couldn't care less about this feud. I couldn't care less about. What well, well, is this the one he got injured at? Is this this is the match he got? Didn't didn't Humberto uh, Carrillo get injured this week? Yeah, basically what happened was um, he went to do like the sunset power bomb. Mm-hmm. outside the ring mm-hmm. and I don't know if maybe he didn't use enough force or he didn't push Sheamus far enough or Sheamus didn't or Sheamus might have sandbagged him I don't know but he landed and when he landed Sheamus fell on his legs mm. and it looked like he messed up his knee or his ankle or something yeah that's what I believe it was because Umberto just popped up like the damn undertaker and looked at the camera, shook his hand, and shook his head like, I'm not okay. I'm not oh, okay. So then the ref went out. The ref looked at him. They showed the replay. And then once once it goes back from the replay, the ref's already ringing the bell and saying Seamus, uh, sh- raising Seamus' hand because Umberto can't continue. Yeah. It, it looked bad. It looked like it was near something, but there was people online saying that, uh, they were saying from multiple sources, don't know what them sources are because they're on Twitter, but they're saying it's his tailbone. Mm. I mean, it looked like his knee, but I mean, he did land pretty hard, so it could have been a mixture of things, but if it's his tailbone, I feel bad because that's that hurts like a mofo. Yeah, yeah. And I think, he, and if I'm not mistaken, he just came back from injury. Yeah, I believe he did. So he was out for a while. Yeah, he was out for a while. He's been back not even a month, and he gets injured again. I mean, he's not a bad worker. He he really isn't. No, it's I I guess he's just you know made of glass. Well, his cousin's not doing much better either. So you know, his cousin is has got a fetish with taking roses and sticking them up 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 uh, other grown men's rectum and kicking them. But. Um, not much else. Um, what's your prediction for Bobby 
Drew and Braun? Uh, my prediction, I'm I'm going to go with Bobby. I, I don't want to see them take the title off Bobby yet. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. This is... um, my thing is, uh, I'll say... I'll say Braun takes the pin. I'll say Braun takes the pin. I agree, but I don't like it. You don't like Braun taking the pin? I don't. I don't. I mean, ne- neither do I, but I feel like that's going to have to happen because that's how they're going to set up Bobby and McIntyre again. Because then McIntyre can say, you pinned Braun, not me. And then that's going to lead to their next feud. Which might ultimately lead to the time Bobby loses the belt. Scrap it all. I hate it. <laughs> You're tired of seeing McIntyre as the world champ? Yeah, I, I, I hate it. I won't rant about it because I'm saving my rant for the very end of the pod, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate all of it. I hate this story. I hate that he still has to go up against Drew. I hate that everyone's still depicting Braun as an idiot. And I just, I don't like it. <laughs> We don't like bullies. Yeah. No no bullying on this show. Um, NXT. There's only two main points I want to get through with uh, NXT. Um, uh, is the first thing being, um, I think that Isaiah Swerve Scott is going to be... Uh, or has put himself in the position to be um, a very big threat, introducing his new stable hit row. Yeah. Uh, which is basically a knockoff death row, but I'm I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, me too. I- I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm. It's it's kind of interesting to me. So I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And they kind of broke up one faction already, so. Perfect way to bring in another one. And Swerve Scott, to me, is champion material. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't he already these, the uh, wasn't he already the cruiserweight champ? He was he was going for it, but he couldn't win it. Okay, okay. Um yeah, he's recently been feuding with Leon Ruff, and they've been putting on amazing matches, and that's cool and all, but um, I've learned. I've known Swerve Scott since Lucha Underground as well, mm-hmm. and he's always been to me one of the smoothest guys in the ring. Yeah, he he definitely knows how to move in a ring. Um, and it, he he just he knows how to put matches together, and the fact that he can talk on the mic is even better. Mm-hmm. You surround yourself with a group of people that can talk on the mic. You and you know you mean you got your big guy, you got your you got your you got your girl in the group, you got your third guy that's gonna end up as the tag team championship holder. <laughs> you he's really and you know he's got the chair in the middle, so it looks like you know the true king of the group. Mm-hmm. He, he builds himself uh, as a main eventer now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I don't consider you to be a North American champion, even though I wouldn't be mad at you getting it. But mm-hmm. And that one kind of writes itself now that I'm thinking about it, but not the point. Um, my point being that you kind of get to see him in his different light as a leader of a group. That like Now you're not just good, you're like established. Like Now you're kind of untouchable. Yeah. 
and not untouchable in the Santos Escobar way where because you're luchadors, everyone is just going to consider you and as and, a cruiserweight yeah. division anyway. But he has the mic skills to really paint himself in this position where I can be wherever I want to be because now I have a group that you have to run through to take me out. Mm-hmm. So things that used to be a problem are no longer a problem anymore. Which I feel like is, you know, this main event to me. Yeah. When you got a a main event look, a group that can have your back and the talk skills to go in there and the ring skills to do it with anybody, you paint yourself in a a main event light. So, yeah, he he, he could definitely be a world champ. So I feel like this is going to catapult. Well, not not, not world champ. He, He could definitely be an NXT champ. Yeah. Yeah. He could be an NXT champ for sure. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel we, like it's, it'll probably take a year. I think mm-hmm. he'll, he'll end up winning the North American title first, only because the NXT title picture is so crowded right now. There's no room for Isaiah. Yeah, there, there, there definitely is a lot of people in that uh, in that title picture. You got but, Cross as the champ. Uh, you got O'Reilly. You got Dunn. You got, I guess, Gargano's slowly inching his way up there. Yeah, which means um, Gargano's gonna have to leave that title behind. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think. Let me see. What what's the um? At, at Loomis, that day, that that's Dexter what it is. I think. I think I think it's gonna go to Loomis next. Mm-hmm. So I give him. I give him like a year to be in the main event picture, but mm-hmm. I definitely see the North American title within like six seven months. I could see Johnny dropping the title to Loomis, and then I would book Loomis to drop it after you know a couple months rain or whatever. Drop that to uh, Swerve Scott. Mm-hmm. I think that would be pretty good if he can beat Swerve Scott, or if uh, Swerve Scott can beat him. Yeah, and I feel like I also feel like um, depending on when they end the vignettes with Million Dollar Man and Cameron Grimes, um, Cameron could end up taking it off of uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah, I feel like in a in a million dollar man as kind of way, um, mm-hmm. he could pay off Isaiah's group to turn on him. Yeah, and true. Stay out of the match. <laughs> it could happen because everybody's got a price, man. Everybody's got a price, and they could do him and Cameron Grimes one on one clean. To the, moon. the million dollar man paid him off to to not be at ringside. To the moon. Um, but moving on. Uh, 6.30. All right. Um, so we can get this done before WrestleMania backlash starts. Um, Mercedes and Raquel. Go ahead. I, I, I don't know what you want me to say here. What, what do you want me to say here? You 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 have so much disrespect that I I choose to not even acknowledge this. I say one thing about liking Raquel, and all of a sudden, you are telling the masses that that is my chick. I have no idea where this is coming from. I don't. I say one good thing, and and you and you just spin it. So you know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge it. I'm not going to give you <laughs> the satisfaction 
I won't even give you the satisfaction. So, okay. so I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that where it is because if we go on this rant, you and me are gonna end up putting one or the other through the through a table, and it is not gonna be pretty. It is gonna get dangerous before this podcast even ends. All right, I respect that. I respect that. All right, so SmackDown um, is really just predictions aside from the big thing that I'm going to rant about at the end of this. Um, did Dom and Ray win the tag titles? Um, no, I believe that match is on Backlash. Right, so are they going to win? Do you think oh, uh, yes, yes. I, 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 think it's about, I think it's about that time. They've, they've been teasing the father-son duo as tag champs for a while. So I think this is where it pays off because nobody really cares about SmackDown's tag division at the moment. No, no, not at all. Which is ironic because that's normally one of the best divisions. Yeah. SmackDown's yeah. tag picture normally is very good. Yeah, you know what, I, and and not to be a dick, but um, I, I really don't care for this storyline. Neither do I. And you know, like I love, I love Dom. I love Dom. Mm-hmm. I've not been watching Dom's matches. No, no, n- nobody really has. I, you started him off good with Seth, and then he's dropped off a cliff. Yeah, he hasn't that's, gotten. It hasn't gotten good. That's what this has come to. It's I just, think. I think having him on Raw for the Seth feud with his dad was good, and then after that feud ended, like literally as soon as it ended. You should have just sent him down to NXT so he can train. You should have held him off till the draft mm-hmm. and then drafted him to NXT. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, if he wins the tag titles, cool, because I'm sick of watching him fight every week for nothing. Yeah, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to. Yeah, I don't I'm, care. I'm going to care. I'm going to care that if they win the titles, but. It's going to fade rather quickly. Yeah. The writing has just been piss poor. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's good. It's it like it started feeling like watching the guns on AEW. Yeah. Like I like the guns and shit, but. But it's it's not really. I'm, I don't great. care. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's not great. It's like, barely I, good. It's barely good. Yeah, I like it that they make it on the card, but I don't, I don't yeah. really watch a lot of the guns matches. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's I, I don't. Kind of... I don't. It, it, it's getting harder to watch a Rey Mysterio match, not for Rey Mysterio's sake, just because uh, it's. I, I don't care for the division. Yeah, it just it just they're not making you care. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nakamura beat Corbin and crowned himself the King of Strong Style again. <laughs> He was doing the um, the what the hell the uh, the photos backstage with Corbin's crown. That shit was hilarious. So I thought that was funny. King I don't, I don't think it makes him any more relevant, but it, it was funny. It, it doesn't, but it was funny. Nak- I think Nakamura is at the stage right now where he knows he's not going to be a world champ, so he's like, "Fuck it, I might as well just do some funny stuff and have fun." I think Nakamura is on his. He's on his. Uh, he's on his Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, like, basically, he, he's it. on his. He's on his Kevin Owens tip. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to try to have fun. Yeah. I'm just going to be here, you know. Shall you need me? I will. <laughs> I will be here. Um, do I do my rant now or do I wait? On a scale of one to ten, how important is the is the main event of SmackDown? The main event of SmackDown that just well, the happened? main event of the storyline on SmackDown. Just give me, just give me one to ten how important you think it is, and then I'll go from there. I was going to say, are we talking about the same main event here? Um, the, the, the Roman main event. Importance is... I'll give it a... For me, it's about an eight. An eight? But that, that, that's, that's just per, me personally because of how much of a Cesaro fan I am. All right, then I'll... But I know there's something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, I know there's something you want to discuss that's very important to you. So I feel like I'll just knock out this portion. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it then. So I'm I'm gonna knock I'm I'm gonna knock out this Roman Cesaro thing first, and then I'm gonna let you have your moment in the sun. (laughs) All right. Um, I think everybody knows where this feud's going. Um, it's great to see Cesaro getting his time. It's great to see Cesaro actually get a world title match. Yeah. But every, I'm pretty sure everyone knows it's going to be Roman coming out on top of this. Why do you like, say that? I, I think I think Roman's... It's Roman, dude. You don't it, go against the tribal chief. He's the tribal the, chief, man. The, the head of the table. The man with the golden hand. Listen, we don't like to agree with Vince a lot, but this is... This is beautiful good to stop this is it. this 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 is a this is a roller coaster that we do not want to get off at the moment yeah we want to keep just going through the loops going through the circles and having fun this is the tribal chief man the head of the table we got to keep him there acknowledge got, him exactly we got to keep him in his spot man makes everything so much easier for everyone and i think after this after the Cesaro thing, it turns into maybe Cesaro and Jimmy versus Roman and Jay, or Jay and Jimmy, or Roman and Jimmy. Whatever road this is heading down, I feel like it ends with Roman versus Jimmy. Probably. That, that's, I, pro- that's probably the best bet for this, uh, this feud. Because I feel like Jimmy doesn't, he doesn't get it. He's he trying to. He just doesn't can't. get it. And and Roman was trying to explain it to him, man. He's like, listen, like, this is you, you, you think this is easy. Like, you you think you can do this. You like you you really don't get it. You don't you don't understand what I do for us. Mm-hmm. And when he was out there getting his ass kicked by Cesaro, who came out? To, to lay waste to Cesaro. It was Roman. Yeah. It was it was the bloodline. And then mm. when the bloodline needed you to come in and fight as the bloodline, what did you do? <laughs> you stood back. Tried to argue with Roman about it being about him. No, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about us. I came out there for us. Yeah, man. You just don't get it. You just don't get it. He'll figure it out sooner or later. They always do. They always do. 
Everybody got to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Got to just learn how to get in line, do as you're told, then everything just becomes so much more peaceful for everyone. It's so much easier when you know your place. These young kids. Everybody got to learn. All right, so something extremely beautiful has happened. And when I say, yo, when you say beautiful, I mean... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take the reins on this because I know beautiful. it is putting... It is it is making your heart smile right now. So go right ahead. So this goes take it on. This goes all the way back to the um the uh, uh unpopular opinions pod. Mm-hmm. Where where I talked about how I talked about how unfair it is that Tamina has never held a championship. I talked about how unfair it is that she's not treated like any of the other legacies. The conspiracy. Even going so far to put um, Natty under the bus for the sake of Tamina. Mm-hmm. And we arrive here today with Tamina as your current tag team women's champion with the woman I put under the bus, Natalia, of all people. Everything and just comes full circle. It, it truly feels like things have come full circle. And I am, I could not be more happy. <laughs> and I mean, the world, the world has been waiting for this. This, this, right? is, a be- this is a beautiful moment for you. When things just come together and everything aligns and people that should be rewarded get rewarded. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there was anybody in the back that did their part, everything they were supposed to do and waited patiently for their spot, it has been Tamina. And she was in tears out there because she knew this was a long time coming. It's about damn time. It is about damn time. And y'all better not screw her out of that goddamn title. I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know it'll happen sooner or later. You know, and you know, to, you know Vince. How Vince works his magic. And, and to win it from possibly the face of that division. Not even possibly. They were the faces of that division. Mm-hmm. To win it from the faces of that division. And, you know, also her cousin. It, it means so much more. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's very beautiful. And I'm just, I'm just so happy that <laughs> she's finally able to be, the, you know, the, the crown queen that she is. She deserves this. You know what? Anybody else. I don't care who was next to her. You know what? I'm I'm proud for you. It could have been, it could have been Carmella for 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 fuck's sake. (laughs) As long as y'all put a belt on Tamina like she deserved it. That's that's all that matters to me. 
you're in your Thanos bag right now. It's like perfectly balanced, as all things as should all be. As all things should be. Now I can now I can get off my soapbox <laughs> about and are you Tamina no- and just enjoy I- it. I, I was gonna say, are you are you done shitting on Natalia while you're at it? Yeah, Natalia gets no more smoke from me. I'm I'm done saying shit about Natalia until you're, she turns on a, Tamina. You're an amazing wrestler, and you've done so much for the company. <laughs> and I applaud you for everything that you've brought to the table. <laughs> my oh my! That, you are singing a you are singing a new tune today, sir. I applaud you. Will have no more issues with me, Natalia. Look at this Stevie Jobber out here turning over a new leaf. It's it's a new day when Tamina's chant, man. Everything is great. Everything turns out wonderful. You know what I mean? It's the bloodline. You know the bloodlines. I mean? The bloodlines taking over. I believe, you know, I, I believe maybe before that match, she she went up to Roman and uh, had a pep talk and acknowledged <laughs> him. And, uh, he, he, you know, he 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 he, he made he, it happen. He did his thing. You know, he made it happen. The man with the golden hand made it happen. You know what I mean? He gave her he gave her a hug. He gave her a, a, a pat on the shoulder and was like, tonight is your night. And it just is. So it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're part of the bloodline, it, it just comes naturally. You know what I mean? And I think because then, you know, maybe Nia Jax was too caught up in her her love triangle. <laughs> and and she wasn't she wasn't acknowledging the champ. And maybe this is just how it had to be. It had to go down. It had to go down that way. But regardless of how it happened or what forces the line so it could happen to me and his champ. And uh, it's a good day. It's, it's a, a good beautiful week. day. Beautiful I mean, day for you. It's about to be a good rain. <laughs> All right. So I, I think that's everything. Um, I'm trying to think, do we have anything else that we need to discuss? Um, oh, um, one quick note. <laughs> no, okay. You said you were going to leave it alone, but um. I did notice when Raquel beat Mercedes that uh, there was an eruption of booze. So I'll leave it at that. You know, <laughs> you know damn well. You know what? That's it. This is where the tables come into play, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Go get the table. Go get that table. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull a Fetz. I'm going to pull a Fetz frequency right now. Get in Uh-oh. the damn closet. Get in the, get in the damn, damn closet, closet and don't come out till I say so. <laughs> I just felt like it needed to be said. I just Get in the damn closet. Nah. Uh, I'm going to throw our, our shout-outs out there real quick. Yeah, uh, let's do shout-outs, man. As usual, man, our our great people over on IG, you got Fetz Frequency, you got Reckless Pops, you got Dita Toy Hunter, and then you got Bobby Rassels at the All About Wrestling Podcast. They're doing some great stuff. Uh, All About Wrestling Podcast is actually having their one-year anniversary in June. So you guys might want to tune in and check that out, too. Hey, congratulations, guys. Also, uh, we still got our giveaway running on our YouTube channel. So... If you haven't checked that out yet, go to YouTube, type in Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, go watch that Wrestlers of the Pod video, and 
comment who your favorite is from the first five, and you're yeah. entering the giveaway. And the please, giveaway. Please, please watch. If you follow us on Twitter, I have the link in the bio, um, and I'll be dropping on Twitter um, for the next five days of the week. Uh, uh, every day, I'm gonna drop uh, one of the wrestlers' uh, compilation videos, so you can get a, an equal taste of what each wrestler, each of the first five wrestlers, the pot brought to the table, man. Mm-hmm. Because there, there, there's some good ones in there. There really is, and we're gonna be running that giveaway till June 4th, and on June 4th, we'll announce the winner on our Instagram. So if you haven't checked that out, you definitely better go check that out. Absolutely. Um, that's it for my shout out, Stevie. You got any shout outs you want to give? Um, Twitter shout outs. Um, as always, shout out Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Follow Wrestling Jeebus on Twitter. Um, he's absolutely hilarious. Boy, follow, uh, follow, uh, the Wrestling Soapbox mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, there are another awesome ones. They follow us. Um, a lot of love from them. A lot of love from... Um, all three of them, actually. Um, uh, that's all I got for Twitter. But you can follow us on anything. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Um, we got the inner workings for some other stuff you can visit us on, too. But we mm-hmm. want to put it out there right now. But, you know, YouTube, subscribe. Watch these videos, man. Enter yeah. the giveaways. Run them up. Run them up. You know what I mean? Give us feedback. Don't be afraid to uh, inbox us or hit us up to tell us anything you heard about the pod or, you know, yeah, what you like, yeah. what you don't like. Let us know. We'll, we'll always uh, we'll always talk to you guys if you guys want to talk. And, you know, if we don't like what you say, we'll wind up putting you through a tape. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but as always, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in this week. Without you guys, I'm able to do this. So thank you. We appreciate it. Um, that's all I got. Stevie, anything else from you? That's all I got, man. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here. Have a blessed week. Stay blessed. Stay up. And as always, stay Stay dangerous. dangerous.